Hey guys, uh, C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life. Uh, I wanted to uh, take a brief moment before launching into our next series to do a couple of video requests that I've been receiving on Twitter. And today's request for today's video, and uh, trust me, I'll be doing my best to pump out multiple videos a day. It's been a crazy week so far. Hopefully I'll get two or three out tomorrow. Maybe another one tonight. We'll see. Anyway, uh, tonight's uh, video is going to be the request that came from Twitter. And uh, it's about uh, something that's not very often talked about with Jungian analytical psychology or personality type as we know it. And uh, it's, it's very elusive. And most people think it's not really a thing or not even possible. But it is definitely something to talk about when it comes to uh, having relationships with people, just in general. Uh, it could be friends, it could be someone you're intimate with, it could be parents, it could be at your work. Uh, I really use it the most at work, and there have been times where I use this uh, technique in relationships. And this is called uh, functional emulation, or cognitive emulation. What it is, is that you're able to emulate cognitive functions or emulate entire types uh, of the 16 types for a limited amount of operating time. This allows you to basically ch change your personality in the moment to fit another person's personality uh, to make you seem like you're more compatible with them in order to have a better relationship with that person or to reach a goal. Some people would call this social engineering, other people would call it manipulation, uh, but quite frankly, it's nothing more than pretend. Uh, so yeah, I'm literally doing a video on pretend. Woohoo! Well, it's, it's a legitimate thing and it needs to be talked about because no one else is talking about it. And uh, maybe it's because people don't think it's real or it doesn't exist, but it is real. And I'll actually provide a uh, practical example as to why it is real and it is something for people to watch out for, uh, something to protect against, try to see if someone's being sincere or not, or maybe something to use themselves uh, for the betterment of people around them. And this is especially important because we're going to be launching into uh, compatibility uh, between the types and between the cognitive functions very soon. So, so you'll be able to see just where you line up with other types in terms of your compatibility. That way you could optimize your relationships, uh, be it in work uh, or business or with children, parenting, uh, as well as intimate relationships. So before that, let's talk about emulation because it is very relevant to that discussion. So. I got my whiteboard again. I mean, who wouldn't? Everyone just loves this whiteboard, apparently. Gotta love that free advertising for Target, if you know what I mean. Alright, so this is functional emulation access for cognitive, um, for common, for cognitive senses, yes. It helps if I can read. Uh, so anyway, basically, here's a list of the eight cognitive functions uh, right here. And here's what uh, these cognitive functions, if you put them together, they're able to create this. What does that mean? It means people are able to emulate uh, and fake, basically, fake certain cognitions for a certain amount of times. Now, remember, if someone's going to fake or emulate cognitive functions, they can't do it for a very long time. 
uh, it actually costs their mind a lot of energy because their mind wants to keep them in their ego. So like, so these are the top four functions of the ENTP type. This is the top four functions of the ISTP type put next to each other. Uh, and that would be the ego. This is the ego. And then here's the shadow or unconscious and the shadow unconscious on the bottom here for these two types, right? Well, uh, it costs your mind energy to be in your unconscious or your shadow. It also costs it mental energy to be in your subconscious as well as your superego. And your mind is mostly comfortable being in your ego, right? That's where it wants to be. That's the primary area of your mind. So if you're going to go outside of that and, and shift basically into your subconscious or your unconscious or superego, it's going to cost mental energy. So a more practical example of that is let's say you're an extrovert, right? And you decide you want to spend, you know, you want to go in your subconscious, which means you're, it's an introverted subconscious, right? Uh, and, or, or your shadow slash unconscious and it's introverted because you have an extroverted ego, right? So you're basically spending time alone and you're studying, you're focusing on something, uh, whatever, and, and you're doing that activity alone because you have to and you're in your other sides of your mind specifically to do that. I do that all the time. Like when I need to study something or focus on something, I go into my INTJ uh, shadow and I'm alone, I'm focused, I'm doing those things, but it costs a lot of mental energy and then I just like run out of that mental energy and then I just have to get back to my ego. And getting back to my ego puts me back in my extroversion mode and then all of a sudden, great, I need to be around people so I can absorb and regain uh, mental energy. Because being around other people is what gives an extrovert mental energy. Solitude is what gives an introvert mental energy. So if I'm spending time in solitude trying to focus on things and do things by myself, I will get drained of energy. And then I need to extrovert, right? And it's through extroversion that I'm able to gain energy again. You know, it's the, and it's the opposite for introverts, of course. Uh, so when that happens, uh, I mean, you know, that's just how energy works, you know, and you just get tired. Your mind gets tired, so it needs to extrovert, or your mind gets tired if you're an introvert and you need to introvert. Well, because it costs this mental energy, this uh, mental stamina, I guess, uh, would be a better way of calling it, um, to go into these different sides of your mind uh, throughout the day, cognitive functions themselves also can get you know tired or or, or limited in that in that in that uh, in that way. Like so, for example, I have extroverted thinking uh, critic, right? And there's only so much extroverted thinking I could do in a day. It kind of brings you back down to that one time where people are making that generalization about women about how they have thirty thousand words a day and men only have ten thousand words a day. No, that's not true, actually. It just so happens that whoever came up with that idea was observing someone with cognitive functions that was inhibiting their ability to communicate because when they got home from work, it was like, yeah, why do I want to talk about this? You know, Because they're shifting modes. They're probably shifting out of their subconscious or their unconscious mind and getting back in their ego when they're at home. And all of a sudden, it's like it's a personality change. Well, it's because they were a different side of their mind while they are at work obviously and that can happen in any social situation because guess what work is a social situation if there's like you know human beings there so anyway uh remember if you're doing something outside of your ego it costs mental energy that's the number one point and emulation is no different because you're literally taking your cognitive functions and trying to emulate a different function preferably a function you don't have right i mean who needs to emulate what's actually in your ego right 
Like, do I need to emulate Expert Intuition Hero? No. T-I-F-E-S-I? No. What I really would be interested in emulating is the bottom four functions. I'd have to, uh, but then again, not really because I have them, right? So the real, the real thing it comes down to, what do I really need to emulate? It's usually the bottom two functions, right? People have a problem with me oftentimes because they tell me like I lack morality, right? It's because I have FI Trickster. Or I lack mechanical awareness. It's because I have extroverted sensing. But I can emulate FI if I go out of my way to take, uh, you know, TI logic and uh, primary and uh, extroverted feeling ethics, uh, FE, you know, secondary, and then I can emulate FI. That's basically what that means. I'm using my cognitive functions up here and to create a fake version of FI to make up for the fact that I lack FI so it just looks like to other people that I'm behaving morally. I'm literally spending extra time thinking about a feeling I'm trying to convey, thinking really hard, putting a lot of mental effort to make it look like I feel something. Because most of the times, let, let's say like I'm, I'm next to this ISTP and like he's my boss, right? And uh, let's say he's my boss and I'm in the boardroom with him and I'm telling him, or no, and he's telling me you know what his expectations are, he wants me to do this, he wants me to do that, and I'm thinking to myself, this guy is really dumb. He doesn't know what he's talking about. But, I mean, like, he's an ISTP, TI hero. Good luck telling an I, a TI hero that he's dumb. So, I'm an ENTP, right? And, of course, I just want to be, like, harsh TI parent. You're a TE critic. You're an idiot. Why would I anyone want to do this? This is dumb. This is going to set us back for weeks. This is really bad. Am I going to tell that to my boss? No. That's retarded. No, I'm not going to do that. Instead of what I'm going to do is I'm going to fake having FI. Why? Because I know the ISTP has FE Inferior. FE Inferior is very insecure about how other people feel about things, right? So great, in order to get him to listen to me, I can't take it to a thinking area because he already walks around worried that everyone else is stupid. And he already believes in his own thinking because he has TI Hero. And TE Nemesis, I'm not going to get past that. So I have to use a feeling vector on him because he's weak here. He's insecure with extroverted feeling. Okay, so if an ISTP is insecure with extroverted feeling, I need to make it look like I have FI. I need to use morals to win this argument, right? So that's what I do. I think really hard, and, then I, and instead of saying, like, I think this is bullshit, I'm like, you know, I don't really feel good about this. I Are you sure this that that's the right way of thinking, you know? Because what if this happens, and then what if that happens, and I... I'm sorry, I just don't really feel good about that. And then I start listing reasons because FI is linked to TE, so then I use my TE critic to start, you know, I don't feel good about it because of X and Y and Z and A and B and C. I, do, I just, I don't feel good about this. And then all of a sudden you just watch, the ISTP just stops and it's like, and they think for a minute, why, why is my best worker telling me that he doesn't feel good about this idea I have. He doesn't feel good about my idea. Why? Why? And he thinks longer and he thinks longer and thinks longer. And he's like, and then he'll argue a little bit. And then I'm like, no, I, I'm sorry. I just don't. And then I use my, then I combine my FI emulation with my introverted sensing, um, inferior. And then I, and I engage SE parent because SE is all about making other people comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, no, I don't feel good about this. In fact. 
this whole situation just makes me feel uncomfortable. So now I'm hitting him in his SE and I'm telling him that, I'm telling his FE inferior that I feel bad about it. I don't feel good about it. Now I'm telling his SE parent that I'm uncomfortable about it. So his ego is like, okay, there's a problem here. I need to really pay more attention. I might actually be wrong about this. And you can get them to think twice. An ISTP, you know, the one of the the most log, masters of logic out there. And it has nothing to do with anything, with truth. It has nothing to do with logic. It has everything to do with feelings. I'm pretending to have feelings to manipulate the ISTP into considering that he might not be right because of bad potential ramifications that he can't see because he has extroverted intuition trickster. He can't see that coming. I could see it coming because I have any hero, but he can't, but it's so like my expert intuitive visions that I have are not even real to him because he has no concept of metaphysics or what if, he only cares about what is. So instead I just have to be like, well, I don't feel safe about that. I don't feel uncomfortable about that because I'm emulating FI, right? I'm emulating introverted feeling. I'm pretending to have feelings. You know, and then I'm saying, well, I don't feel morally good about this because it'll cost a lot more. It'll cost a lot more time. We'll have to build this whole thing as well. We may even have to hire a guy. And I just start making this huge list of excuses about why I don't feel good about it. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And then I start talking about how it opens up risk, which is SI, introverted sensing likes to feel safe. And talking about risk is a good way to get extroverted sensing to listen to you, for example. And it's all just emulation. Because if I was going to go in that meeting with my ENTP ego and just tell him that, like, no, he's wrong, you think that's going to get any results? No, that's not going to get results. In fact, I'll find my ass fired, like, super quick, right? That's not how it works. So it's better in this type of discussion to try to emulate, right? Uh, here's some more examples. One time, uh, I was in a romantic relationship with an INFJ. It was a very explosive relationship in all the bad and positive ways at the same time, uh, you know. And uh, it, that was because of immaturity on on both sides. Let's be honest. I mean, I was really immature. She was immature. I mean, you know, if we were a lot more mature, it would have been a much better relationship. But be that as it may, she's got effy parent. And she's trying to get me to like behave morally. And sometimes INFJs look at ENTPs and they're like, oh, hey, you know, I, I could fix you. I could make you to a real strong moral person. And then all of a sudden they realize that it's Effie Trickster and it's like a black hole that sucks away my humanity. Good luck building morality there. It's not going to work. So when that happens, they, they get all upset. But for her benefit in the relationship, I emulate feelings. And then I say, you know, I don't feel good about this. Just Instead of me saying, I think this. Well, she has TE trickster, right? And INFJ has TE trickster. She's not aware of what anyone else thinks. So if I say the words, I think, bounce right off her head. This goes in one ear and out the other. Like, why would I even waste time saying the words, I think? So I have to be like, okay, I need to emulate FI here and, and change my words. Literally change the, what, the words coming out of my mouth. And to engage her effie parent to see the point I'm trying to make. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to pretend to have feelings and just be like, I don't feel good about this or I don't feel really good about that right now. Instead of saying, I think this is dumb, which won't go over well at all, I end up saying, well, I don't feel good about this. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, okay, you don't feel good about that. Okay, fine. I, I, we won't do that then. Okay, good. You know what I mean? <laughs> for, for a relationship, 
you know? Of course, if I was like an INFP or, or an ENFP, an FI user, that wouldn't be a problem because they always know how they feel. But I never know how I feel because I have FI Trickster, right? And I have to emulate it for the benefit of other people around me. I have to pretend to have feelings. I have to emulate FI. And that's how it works. And in relationships, guys, the more mature you are, the better mental control you have, uh, discipline-wise or willpower-wise, SI versus NI, you actually can cause yourself to change and adjust your words appropriately and your behavior just slightly to get better results with people just through cognitive function emulation. And you can see here how these functions go together. There's like ones and twos to to show like primary versus secondary, right? And if you you start with a primary function of NE and then a secondary function of SI, you can emulate NI. And quite frankly, I can understand why, you know, uh, when host Eric and Opaloid recently did their um, review video of my ENTP video to say that they thought I was an ENTJ because I was coming off like I had NI, like I had NI parent. It's because I was using my introverted intuition from my ISTJ. It's a nemesis, but it's still strong enough. But then I'm also augmenting my SI plus my N my NE primary and my SI secondary, so NI NE hero, SI inferior, to make it look like I had introverted intuition. It was a form of emulation, and they caught that uh, that uh, emulation, and they thought I was an ENTJ and not an ENTP, right? That's another perfect example of how on this channel, emulation actually is a thing. So guys, remember that when you're having relationships with people, it's important to, not only do you need to identify your cognitive functions, you need to identify everyone else's cognitive functions, at least people that are close to you, or at least people that you're exposed to on a day-to-day -day basis, and then after doing that, you change your words, what you say, you know, uh, and for the for your audience, you change it for your audience's benefit, right? If they're an FE user, talk about how you feel, even though you don't really have feelings. If you're another, it's like if it's an FE user plus FE user, then just pretend to be an FI user around them, and then all of a sudden, you know, because when you're saying, "Well, I feel you think," because remember the cognitive axes, the cognitive axis, you know, FI and TE are linked together, right? So. I don't feel good about what you're thinking right now, you know, is, is a way of doing that. Or, um, I, I don't know what you're thinking. I, I don't feel good about this. Or, wow, that's a really good idea. You know, that's FI plus TE emulation for me saying that. Because I don't really feel anything and I don't care how I feel about that idea. I just want to say, instead of saying I think that, um, you know, yeah, I think that's true. I want to make the FE user feel appreciated for having such a great idea, even though I really don't care. But it's for their benefit, not mine. Oh, but Mr. C.S. Joseph, that means you're being insincere. Well, yeah, I know. I know it's insincere. But the thing is, though, it's not wise. It's not wise for me to walk around and just stay in my ENTP ego all the time and expect other people to, like, have anything to do with me. Like, come on, that's immature. The mature thing is to realize that, or the wise thing, <laughs> the mature and wise thing is to realize that it's important for us to master some form of emulation just so we can have relationships with our fellow man. Because not everyone is mature to handle it. Not every, And most people are immature, right? But that means you're a liar and you're insincere. And 
who cares? The ends justify the means, guys. At least, you know, every ENTP in the world would tell you that. But, I mean, it's true. The truth is, is it's important sometimes to emulate for the sake of the relationships you have with other people. If you're always sticking, saying nothing but the truth at all times, everyone's just not, you're just going to alienate people. You know, if you always share what you think all the time, you're just going to alienate people. Or if you share how you feel about things all the time, you're just going to alienate people. Like I can imagine an INFP sharing something about their core inner philosophy that's really ahead of its time and not as relevant as it is now as it will be in like 10 years, but they're really ahead of the curve and people are alienated by it. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. So they have to adjust and they have to emulate for the sake of people around them until they find people who are compatible with them where they don't have to emulate so much. But, I mean, it's the world we live in, guys. There's nothing we can do about it. So learn emulation and get better relationships with people. Sure, it may be insincere, but at least you're having better relationships with people because that's what it's all about. You know, it's about uh, treat others the way you want to be treated, right? It's all about love your neighbor as yourself, right? Uh, it's our responsibility to not only understand ourselves, but to understand other people. And if we're at least willing to go to the effort to emulate for their benefit, I think that qualifies as making you a better person and less of a liar or someone who's insincere. It really depends on what your heart is, right? It depends if you're trying to manipulate them for personal gain or if you're actually trying to have a relationship with them and support them and be there for them. And that can happen through emulation. It takes a lot of mental effort to do, but it is worth it because it can make your relationships better. And I think that more than justifies a little insincerity. All right. So, if you found this video to be helpful, educational, and whatnot, please leave a like and subscribe. If you have any questions about emulation, go ahead and leave it in the comment section. I will do my best to answer your questions. If you have any examples or anecdotes of when you've had to use emulation in your life with relationships, please post in the comments. I would love to talk about that and see how other people have used uh, emulation in their lives as well. So, awesome. I think I will be doing another video tonight. So, see you then.